You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! What's good, Goaters? It's your host, Lurk, here. I just want to apologize real quick for the brief and short break that we were on last month. However, we are back in full effect. Check out LambGoat.com for all your hardcore metal news and info and all the good stuff that you want to know about, a.k.a. drama. You can follow us on Facebook. Go ahead and give us a like. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at LambGoat. And all these podcasts can be seen in full video format, plus some other content, over at our YouTube channel. So go ahead and shoot over that way and give us a subscribe. If you're listening to us on a platform that you can rate us, please give us a rating. That would be very helpful. If you want to share us with your friend, that'd be great, too. We definitely appreciate all the support and love that we've been getting over the last couple months with this podcast shout out to all you guys go ahead and tweet us if you want let us know who you want on the podcast next who our guests should be what we should talk about all that good stuff speaking of support you can join the van flip patreon for five dollars a month you get first view or listen of the podcast before they are released extra content bonus materials and some other cool things this episode's guest is walter delgado of rotting out Oh yeah, what's this? I feel this. Oh yeah, this is the stuff. Oh no, what's this? Oh no, no, no! Lamb Goat presents. The Van Flip Podcast. I also don't like to introduce the guests, so I'll let you introduce yourself because I don't want to fuck up anyone's name. Oh, yeah. My name is Walter uh, Alvarez. <laughs> and A727276. Is that like a... That's my inmate number. Inmate number. I was yeah. going to say I didn't want to jump the gun. Okay. Well, that's it's, it's weird being called that for a while and that's like your identity for like whatever time period it wasn't a long time though no 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 i just got a glimpse of prison man like straight up i just it was just 18 months that's like that's that's you're in it you could do that on the toilet from like dudes that are doing life you know what i mean i feel that yeah whenever i watch like lockdown or something like that i yeah 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 yeah. you, you have like so many people doing like many decades yeah so people are like people are like oh my god you did time i was like no i'd uh I did a weekend, you know, like that was a weekend compared to what some motherfuckers are really doing. Yeah, like Martha Stewart had almost that time, I think, like a year or so. Oh much, yeah, much different prison, I'm sure, than what you were. I in, think but... she was federal. Yeah, yeah, but come on, Martha Stewart's not going to like. Yeah, yeah, prison. I mean, yeah, I get it. Also, she's, she's I was, leaving on the weekends. You know, I was in Ohio, so it was all just like, oh, it was all white boys and stuff like that. The whole, you know, <laughs> we're here up. with Walter. Oh, we're here with Walter from Rotting Out. Continue. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> no, continue. I didn't want to get too far into it with people not knowing what was going on per se. Uh, no, 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 no. The, they probably already knew, but you know. Eh, whatever, man. Everybody's everybody talks. Yeah. So you were in Ohio Correctional Facility. Was yeah, it federal? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was state. 
So, so because I, I think your sentence on Wikipedia, which obviously we already talked about, had false information on there. Um, it said you had like 18 months. So I didn't know if like. It was 18 months. I thought, yeah. I, and this is me being dumb as to the process, but I thought anything over a year was like federal, like prison. No, no, no. Okay. I guess it all depends on what you get hit with. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously like tax fraud and shit like that. That kind of stuff like is like federal, I believe. Uh, I'm not too sure. But it's not my shit was not that serious. People just yeah make it out to be something crazy. That well, on the Wikipedia, they made it sound super serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wikipedia is fucking weird, man. For the record, and this could—I mean, this could change when anyone listens to this. But it said like seven hundred pounds. So when I when I asked you about that <laughs> earlier, yeah, <laughs> you looked you looked dumbstruck, and so it was, it was obviously funny to have that. Like uh, no, no, I because there were so many questions I had on like. Why 700 pounds? And again, because you're not close to home. You're based out of California. Yeah. And I was like, you're not close to home. So it's like, wow. Why do you have 700 pounds in Ohio? You know what I mean? I smoke a lot of weed. I feel you. Straight edge life. <laughs> yeah, that's my straight edge <laughs> life. I smoke a lot of weed. You got to, you know, pound for every hour or some dumb shit like that. I got that. you. Nah, I don't even give a shit about that anymore. That's... But it was it was funny that you said, because you don't smoke weed. And no, no, no. It was funny that you were just attracted to like the, the money aspect of it. Well, I mean, that's, I think everybody's attracted to something that's not healthy for them. Yeah, I'd be attracted to both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Personally, so. but honestly, like as bad as like everybody, like oh, you get you kind of get out, and people are like, oh, I'm so sorry, you that sucks, you had to go through this, you, you know, blah blah blah, legal here, legal there, yada yada yada. It's like honestly, if I didn't go to prison, I wouldn't have had that opportunity to go to therapy. And like that type of, um, that CBT, that, that, uh, cognitive behavior therapy, mm-hmm. I took like 400 hours of that. So there was a lot of me fucking spilling my guts out to like a, 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 a therapist and also a group later on in the day yeah. of like drug addicts where I'm just like talking about, yeah, my, my fucking dad and <laughs> I was fucking poor and I was homeless and who, you know, just crying all this shit out. And honestly, that was probably the most important thing that ever happened to me. Because, like, everything kind of shifted because of that. Yeah. You know, so people are like, oh, I'm so sorry you went to prison. I'm really not. Like, things kind of work themselves out. Yeah, for some for some people, I, I would no, say, yeah, like, that, that is definitely a, a case where, like, they don't have long, long, long periods of time that they have to wait, waste away in there. They have the ability to, like, okay, I made a little mistake. I'm going to fix this mistake somehow, some way. And it's good that, you know, you kind of, like, took that avenue in, in, in its way, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was – on, but I'm not going to lie, like – I went into that little program drug rehab thing because of obviously my drug charge right. uh, to look good for the judge because I was also fighting an immigration case. Mm. On top of that, I was facing deportation. Wow. You know, and so I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I'm, I'm fucked, fucked. Yeah. You know, and so it was kind of like a silver lining. Okay, cool. I got to play ball. You know, these drug addicts, I, I honestly was, had to tell my counselors, like, yo, I'm honestly, I don't, I don't have a drug problem or like, I don't drink. Right. I don't, like, I don't do anything. My like, money, I have a money problem. <laughs> I want the money. Yeah. And she, uh, she was like, well, that's perfect. Cause from what you've told me, you're a product of what they do. So my dad, my stepfather being a drug addict. You know, living a, a a house of like a lot of abuse and domestic violence, 
you know, going in and out of shelters with my mom, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So in, in a sense, I was what they, these other individuals left behind. You know what I mean? So it was, right. it was kind of like this tool she used me as to like, okay, you guys got to look at this person. Do you want your son to be in prison like this? Right. You know, do, do you see the effect that your habits or your addiction and disease is having on these, on uh, the people below you, your children, right. your family members? And for some of the dudes, it was rough, you know, because I have a different perspective. I know what it's like to like be abused by a drug addict. You know what I mean? And back, you know, growing up, being straight edge and being like, you know, all high and mighty for like your teen years and yeah, whatnot, yeah. you kind of build this like, resentment towards drug addicts. Right. I would, you go, I, could, I could see that. Kill every drug dealer, kill every drug addict, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, this kind of like showed me the other side of that fence where it was like, these dudes have no control over most of their decision making because of substance. You know, granted, substance abuse is a, as a, 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 an effect of their coping. You know, like they're mm-hmm. just bad coping skills right, right, right. and the thinking patterns. But once it gets to that substance parts, it's hard to retrace those steps. Right. You know what I mean? So like being in Ohio, heroin, you know, oh, yeah, everybody yeah. loved fucking heroin, you know. It was just heroin or it was just like opiates like that? Um, like pills oh, oh no. Yeah. It, 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 we, we traced it down to like half the group of the heroin addicts that we had all started from an injury at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so like a dude. Yeah. My back. I I broke my foot. I had a hernia. I had a, a disc, you know. Yeah. And oh, here. And I believe it had one of the first um pain clinics. I believe it was in Ohio. Well, wow. where they just started handing out opiate. Like, yeah, we have a lot of that here. We, yeah, well, Florida was another it. one. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, back uh the, a lot of the dudes were like, "Oh yeah, I'm in here for pills." I was like, "Oh, like you were doing is like, well, yeah, but I was getting caught." Going from Florida to Ohio, yeah, yeah. Florida to Ohio. I'm like, holy shit! I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, we had a lot of pain clinics with the older people that yeah come here and everything like that. Yeah, a lot but of it pain was clinics. it was so accessible, and I guess I mean I'm sure Big Pharma knew exactly what they were doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course. But you know, as people who don't have heroin problems are all of a sudden addicted to opiates and all that shit, and then oh, yeah, now, it's like okay, crazy. I don't want to be sick. What's cheap and quick? No oh, way. heroin. And most of the time, these dudes aren't doing heroin to get high. They're doing just so they don't get fucking sick. Not to get sick, yeah, because the yeah. come off is like the come off. Like, from what I've seen, looks fucking miserable. Yeah, you, know? you probably had a lot. You probably had a lot of that, like in in, you in know, county. It, yeah, getting to county. You know, that first week, even when, people just on DUIs or there for the weekend or something like that. You're gonna have some people tweaking out. Oh yeah, a lot of like a lot of dudes that have like really bad DUIs. Yeah, that are just going through like alcohol withdrawals. Oh yeah, yeah, and those are worse apparently because. They can actually die from alcohol withdrawal. Yeah, it's crazy. I believe with heroin, you don't necessarily die; it's just really bad. But with alcohol, I think your body should, will shut down. Yeah, I've heard of that. And, and people, yeah, when like the alcoholics like start shaking first thing in the morning and stuff like that. Yeah, it's crazy time. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And you know, like me being like a very, for the most part, sober individual, it's kind of like, oh my god, like this is yeah. the reality of everything around me. I'm, yeah, how I was is too it? Naive. Like, how is it being, cause like you said, you were straight edge from an early age, like a 14 or whatever. How was it just, you know, a dealing with like going to jail for like a drug charge and then like having to do like the state of, I mean, I'm sure like the state made you do the drug program. Uh, no, I chose to do the program. Okay. 
Um, like I said, because I wanted to look good in front of right, the judge right, when that, that time came. So, but in that process, I found something a lot more rehabilitating than I actually thought. I feel you. You know, luckily it wasn't a private prison where I wouldn't have gotten that assistance. Right. So, um, but yeah, like, yeah, I guess like my ideology is just mine. You know what I mean? Like I do what I want, but doesn't mean, you know, like if I don't eat meat, I'm also the type of person that's not gonna, you know, invite my friends to a barbecue <laughs> and, you know, like serve them what they want. You know what right, I mean? Like right. that's just, I'm just, that's just not my. So you lifestyle. can like, you basically can hang out with people who like smoke yeah, meat or drink yeah. or do anything. Like my that. friends drink. My friends smoke weed. My, you know, some more than that. You know, and you know, I have friends that are straight sex addicts. You know, <laughs> and that, you know, it's, it's, it's not me, my place to tell somebody what to do with their body at any point at any given time. I feel you. Yeah. So like, but at the same time, it's like, oh, people kind of look like, what the fuck? Like, you don't do this stuff, but you're here for this. And I was like, I mean, yeah, you, you get wrapped up in shit. And yeah. you look back and you go, wish I would have done something different. But at this point, it's too late. You do what you can. I mean, and again, the allure of the, the money is definitely a thing for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, like, you know, you, I just like stealing, you know, I like fucking doing bonehead things. Yeah. Hood rat things shit. with my hood friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's just, I think it was so normalized just whether it was vandalizing or, or, you know, you into graffiti and stuff. Oh uh, yeah. I got arrested when I was 12 for graffiti. 12. Yeah. 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 What were you tagging up? Uh, just at the time, whatever name I had, I don't even know. I was like, I liked the tagger culture growing up, you know, because it was either that or gang. Right, right. You know, and or I both. was like, you know, I was like, uh, all my friends that were my age, all their older brothers were in like the local gang mm-hmm. and all them were either going to prison or dying. So I was just like, oh, tagging is like cool. But then eventually in LA, they both became kind of one and the same. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I is, say, I, I was like, oh, wow. Like people are like straight up dying for like. They're, yeah, yeah, to get up. Or like bombs and like hits and stuff like that. So like, I was like, oh shit, okay. But, do you ever uh, do it on, like, do you ever do it like on tour now, currently? No, no, no. <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, getting arrested at that age for that was like, oh, oh, cops are scary. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I can only imagine what it'd be like 12 years old getting arrested for anything, not necessarily like an actual offense. Yeah, yeah. Or like having like your mom like, hey, come scare my kid. That would, uh, that'd be enough at 12. You know honestly, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if that was my mom, <laughs> you know? Because 12 is a young age. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got caught by, like, one of the owners of the store. Uh-huh. Like, I guess they called the cops. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, and, the, like, our area always has cops around there. So it was just like, oh, hey, they pulled up. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. That's you know insane. what I mean? I was a fucking idiot. That's cool. I always, I, cause I, I love graffiti. I, I've always been drawn to graffiti. So it's always cool when it comes up in conversation like this. Oh, it's a dope. Yeah, it's a dope subculture. And it's very very talented and i i like the way like i like the traditional shit and i also like the way it evolves into like more honestly like darker images yeah. nowadays which is kind of cool um yeah. but i like but i mean i like the i just don't have the talent for that <laughs> a lot of people don't but they still do it um i do like the talent i mean i do like just the whole like thing of like someone getting up just having their name out and about yeah that, that is cool i like where it, where they can place it you know, where, where someone can't like erase it or anything like that or, or cover it. I like that aspect, but I also like the whole like, you know, other side of it where people like 
do sides of buildings and they do like graffiti it's, art, not necessarily like graffiti, but yeah, you know. like oh, oh, like murals and murals stuff like and that. Shit, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that in Los Angeles. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And you could tell like what murals from an actual like, not to disrespect, but like a a coined artist and a graffiti artist. You know, yeah. The styles are just so two extremes and like you can appreciate one for what it is, you know, at the same time. But I just, I think just growing up, you kind of romanticize tagging and like right. all that shit. And it's just so cool. Cause you, you look at these pictures of like these trains, uh, in like New York and shit. Like oh yeah. That. In the eighties and seventies and, and stuff like that, that like looking at it now, it's crazy that it ever was allowed to get to that level. Yeah. But, I mean, people, yo, people were doing some serious time for that yeah. shit. Oh yeah. 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 There was yeah. some serious coin paid for, for fucking cleaning that shit off. But oh, yeah. it just seemed like, you know, what is it? Graffiti Wars, I think is one of the big movies that out, out from New York. And they had like just subway cars and trains covered in it inside and out. And I was like, Oh my God, that'd be yeah. insane to yeah. see in real life. All the time span, all the paint span, like all wow. that stuff. But yeah. So, did like did that like did getting arrested at an early age um, like sway you to becoming straight edge in in a way or like did being straight edge like how does it affect you in the band per se because obviously you're kind of loose with it you're only like with your personal self but the way the way I look at it now I when I was younger I was a little bit more like. I still had friends that drank and stuff, like the kids I used to drink with. Cause right. I used to, I started drinking at an early age, like eight years old. Yeah. It usually happens with people who like give it up. They, they were introduced with it like super early on. Yeah. Like yeah. Unfathomable. So age. it'd be like me, 10, 11 years old at like random backyard punk shows and stuff like that in LA. Cause they're everywhere. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then by the time I was 14, it wasn't numbing me the way I wanted it to. Okay. I started like crying more. You know, yeah, 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 yeah like, no, I get it. It was like, oh, now you're drunk and you're trying to like not feel. Then you know, I'm all like, your feelings are coming out. Yeah, I'm, all my feelings start coming out. I'm like, this sucks. And then I, not, I don't want to say I had an epiphany, but I just kind of saw a reflection of my stepdad in me because he would come home pissed drunk or yeah. fucking tweaked out or any yeah. of that shit. And then I was just like, right time, right place. When I found hardcore and punk, like, and I was like, oh, I don't have to drink. You know, I don't have to be this. I don't have to do this, and I could right. still be kind of involved in music and stuff like that. Like this isn't mandatory anymore. I thought it was, I thought being a punk kid or a metalhead meant beer, a degenerate. Yeah. Uh, essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, so like the, the so hardcore kind of pushed you into the sobriety. straight edge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, even now at this point in time, like if people are like, Oh, are you straight edge? I'm like, yeah, but I don't even think about it anymore. I think it's just kind of like one of those things. It's like, Oh, like, yay. You know, are are you into like feet pics and shit? I'd be like, no. Nah. Yeah. I mean, I don't like, no, nah, I don't fuck with it. I mean, I'll sell you some feet pics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know what I mean? If you want pictures of my feet, 10 bucks. Yeah. But like at the Pretty same time, only. yeah, I'm, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to beat up your feet and tell it, get out of my neighborhood. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so and that, that's just how it is to me. Like I, at this point, I don't care if like somebody says you're straight edge or you're not. I was like, I'm, that's fine. I'm sober, and to me, that's honestly like the best thing that's probably happened to me. So, for the chunk of for the biggest chunk of your life at this particular point with your age now, have you been like sober slash straight the entire time, or have you kind of like because obviously you did you dabbled beforehand? Yeah, when I was uh when I was in middle school, 
it was real, a really bad time. So there was a lot of like a lot of violence in the house. It was a point in my life where like I could now defend myself. Mm-hmm. So that violence just kind of like escalated, escalated more, you know, because now you're, you're I a big dude now. Oh yeah, so and honestly, big dude then? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I was kind of a fat kid. Okay. So honestly, I think I've been thinking about it a lot more recently over the years. That like, do I power lift and lift weights and look this way? So I don't get bullied anymore. Is it an effect of me getting bullied, mm-hmm. or do I actually enjoy what I'm doing? Is it a little? It could be a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. But it was like I had to come to that like that crossroad. Was like, wait, yeah, where do you sit at now? Do you think that it yeah. is? Well, now like I'm being on tour for like three, four weeks. I'm losing weight, and like I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting fucking tiny. <laughs> like it's this weird body dysmorphia. Right, right, you know right. what I mean? That you kind of build when it comes to like lifting weights mm-hmm. or like bodybuilding or powerlifting. And, but then I'm like, no, I like playing shows more than I do like powerlifting. So I'm okay with this. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm, it's still uncomfortable because I wake up and I'll go, oh my God, I lost three pounds. Oh, I'm a fucking pussy. <laughs> my mass like, is not yeah. the same. Like, oh, what's my bench? Yeah. Like, you know, something dumb like that. You know what I mean? For like, sure. I value myself on like how strong I am. Like, you know, like I got, I, I understand I got to kind of push that shit aside and not like <laughs> be like, no, that's what my the fuck? aggro self coming out. You yeah. Know? It's like, no, that's, that's just the testosterone talking. Yeah. You know, so like what, when it comes to using and all that stuff at a young age, I think it was just a time and place where it got really bad. And I was just like, I needed substance. I need, we didn't do anything for me, honestly. Like I smoked weed like twice, Mm. but it was alcohol. Like if there's something I'm afraid to like try again, it'd be alcohol. Yeah. It's just, that's the slipperiest slope. I think for my, like even for my own self, like I'm having, I'm drinking now, but not like excessively, but I did give up alcohol altogether for a year plus one just to you know try it and then doing so i found that eh, it was a lot easier to not drink than it is to drink and i felt like um just being around people would be tough because i you know drinking and you're usually socially drinking for the most part unless you're just like drinking by yourself at the house which is a little worse you know what i mean but (laughs) I mean, there's like that. My my mom will do the like wine. You yeah, know? there would be the. She'll casual come home. Drinker. She'll like she'll unwind with a bottle of whatever, and I'm like, okay, like I don't, I I don't see harm in that. I also don't see harm in going to bars weekly. Oh no, as long as you kind of have like control over. Yeah, it moderation all. is yeah. key for sure. I don't think, <laughs> but it's a slippery. That's what I'm saying. It's sl- alcohol slippery because you can have like ten beers in a night. You know what I mean? Yeah. And depending on how quick you have them or how spaced out they are, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a yeah. different feel. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I uh, for actually for I was severely depressed about a year ago, like last August, and like I was going to therapy. I had gotten diagnosed with some shit. Was that when you like were getting out? I, I had been out for almost a year. Okay. For like ten months by then, and I had was going through some shit where like I had to go back to therapy. And then they diagnosed me with a couple things. And I think I was just afraid to admit that that was mine. Right. You know, so my depression got really bad. And, um, and for the, I, 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 I was at my roommate or the person I lived with, he was out of town and he like, he loves to drink. You know what I mean? He loves to hang out and drink and whatever. You know, we got tequila and all that shit at the house. And for the first time in like 20 years, 
I was like, I just don't want to feel right now. And I, I like kind of had to talk to myself out of it. I was like, just fucking go to sleep, dude. Yeah. Just, you know, you know exactly where this is going to end. Mm-hmm. Go to fucking bed. And so I just, I just shut it down. But, and then I thought after the days after I was like, Oh my God, like, I don't think I could touch that stuff. Like, I don't think I can go there anymore. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, when I stopped drinking, um, one of the things I probably missed the most was just like how maybe one or two can get you like out of your own head. You know what I mean? Like a beer can get, get you slippery a little bit. But then, like, like again, it is, I've never a slope. just had a beer. Of course, no one has you just know. a beer. For, when you know when I, mean? I was eight, we were doing runouts <laughs> at Vons with Malibu, like, jeez, Bacardi Malibu, like, because it tasted like candy. Yeah, it was the closest thing that didn't taste like complete dog shit yeah, for yeah, yeah. like eight, ten year old. You know, to like be Malibu like, rum, coconut yeah. rum and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this tastes like candy, kind of, and I could kind of tolerate it. It burns, but. You fool Whatever. yourself enough. Yeah, yeah. You could kind of like lie to yourself. And um so I don't know what it's like to just have a beer. Yeah. You know, and I don't think I will ever. Like, I don't think I got that in me. I don't have that discipline. And a lot of people don't. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, a lot of, like, one would be ideal just so you could be like, oh, I'm social. I could talk to people. You know, my I'm not as scared of talking to somebody or this or the other. But then you get to like two, four, six beers, and now you're like, now you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> it's just a whole thing. I'm dumb enough as it is, bro. <laughs> like, I, me intoxicated is just complete, just obliteration of my just yeah. Uh, Especially because you haven't cells. you you haven't been like that in forever. It would. Yeah, it would. I mean, my tolerance is probably. I smell beer and I'm yeah, yeah. You, know <laughs> you want to I mean? smell it, inhale yeah. it a little but, bit. But here's the what's cool about that is. I get severely nauseous when I smell beer or alcohol. Yeah. Like, obviously, my friends drink and I could smell it amongst them. But when it's, like, right here, my mouth just, like, uh, like yeah. I get that vile, like, almost coming up in my Well, throat. it's become a lifestyle for you for so long. Yeah, absolutely. You're so used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah your yeah. body would just, like, want to expose it regardless. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's just like, nope. Like, <laughs> mm, that's more than enough, you know. So Connie, got, we just had Connie on, obviously from CU, CU Space Cowboy. She said you were really woke, really woke, woke. Like, like I mean, I'm in it. sweats, bro. I don't know. No, you're hip with it. You're hip with the culture. Oh, you're you're like I guess progressive. You're you know you're all around woke dude. That's what she said, right? I'm not misquoting. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the most part, I just. Live and let live type of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it don't fuck with my money, my food, or my health, who the fuck am I? So, you know? do you, as, as like a band for riding out, like, is that where like a lot of your lyrical content comes from as far as like, you know, is it political? Is it? Uh, no, I'm never political. Is it, you know, is it's, it based on straight edge ideals and this and Absolutely not based on straight edge. <laughs> it's honestly based off experiences. Like the experiences I have, you know what I mean? The last song we just wrote, Reaper, mm-hmm. it was kind of like me coming to grips with like, there's a part of me that's, I've been dependent on that is kind of in a flight or flight, a uh, flight or fight mode that kind of keeps me going, you know, kind of like that knife in your back pocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where you're already, you're ready to kind of be aggressive to push through and to keep going. That was appropriate for a time and place. 
it no longer is necessary, but I don't know how to let go of that. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I don't allow myself to be happy. I don't allow myself to like enjoy things because I was so used to, okay, we got to go. We got to run. We got to run. We got to survive. We got to wake up tomorrow. Like we got, we got to make through the night. You know, and that, 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 those thinking patterns were just engraved in my fucking brain. Yeah. And so now I was so accustomed and comforted by things that are so chaotic, like family, bad relationships, just bad habits in general, that when a healthy relationship was introduced to me, I felt anxious. Yeah. It's like I, out of, out of context. It was Weird. out of context. My body was fighting my mind. My mind was like, Oh, this is good. This is a good thing. This person doesn't suck. This person, you know, means good. You are communicating. I don't yell at this person. You know what I mean? So this is good. But my body was instantly like, I don't know what this is. I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And because of that, like, I broke up with this person and I was asked, like, asking my therapist, why, why, why? And she's like, well, do you remember what it was like being happy as a kid? I was like, no. She's like, yeah, because you have no standard of what that is. And she's like, now it's showing up and your body does not recognize it. So you're right. on autopilot. And so it go that goes back to the song where I was like, I got to get rid of this part. Otherwise, I'm going to sa self-sabotage myself all the way to my fucking old age. Right, right, right. You know, and I, I was like, I'm tired of doing that. Like, I'm fucking, I'm over that shit. So, you know, it's like, oh, the whole time to die whatever you know and like that mosh part you know it's like no yeah it's cool like i guess but it's in reality it was just like i i gotta end this part before it keeps ruining things that are actually good for yeah. me you know i can't keep resorting to just like oh well i'll just hook up with this person because they treat me like shit and for some reason i'm attracted to that now <laughs> you know right like Vicious cycle kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a very bad cycle. And that, that's, you know, that's where all my lyrical content comes. It's just kind of like self-reflection or just experiences, you know, like stuff like me and my brother, or, you know, all the shit we have to endure or uh, domestic violence, mm -hmm. you know, not saying one is right, one is wrong. It's just this is what happened. Right. I'm not ever telling anybody what to do in my songs, you know, because I have no place. Mm -hmm. I just tell people, hey, here's a story. And this was real. Yeah. And this is how I felt. It kind of sounds like, you know, you had a tumultuous upbringing as far as like your, you know, age till age 10. And then after age 10, you kind of like, you know, started finding, maybe finding yourself within the hardcore scene. You know what I mean? Like, do you feel like whenever you found that comfort, was that kind of like a, you know, like kind of like a family kind of vibe to it because um, you, at, you maybe not have seemed to have that prior to, or at first it wasn't at first I went to shows because the yeah, what, band, brought, what brought you to like the hardcore scene? Well, some general. kid gave me a throwdown CD in ninth grade. I was <laughs> okay. a big Nirvana fan and a big corn fan. And like, I love Slipknot, right? Yeah. This was that, those are like building blocks to hardcore right there. Those, those three. Yeah. And then somebody was like, Oh, you like heavy shit. I was like, yeah, I like heavy shit. And he's like, check out this band. And it was a throwdown CD from like 2000. It was, I was into, it was 2001. And I listened to it. I was like. So before, it was before Haymaker and all that other shit. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah, yeah Keith yeah. Barney was still singing. Yeah. Okay. 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 Baby so, got back time. Baby got back time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought it was the coolest shit. I was like, this is so cool. 
He's like, yeah, this is hardcore. And in my head, I'm like, well, hardcore what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like, hardcore. He's like, just, just hardcore. I was like, oh. So you didn't like have like an, you didn't really get into it prior to that? Oh, uh, well, I feel like I was, out I was in into, California would be. I was into punk bands. Okay. Okay. So, but at the time I was exposed to this and this mm. was hardcore. So all the heavy shit was referred to as hardcore, not realizing it was just hardcore punk. Hardcore punk. And it was punk. just a different like style of it. Or it's, 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 uh, you know. Well, faster, heavier, if you want to even say that. There's faster, there's heavier, there's traditional, there's melodic, you know, there's even like post or adjacent yeah, to, it, you know it, what I mean? Hardcore is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, thing. you know, I'm fucking 14. I'm a yeah. dumbass. I don't, I'm, I'm just like, okay, sick. Like, hey, Breed's hardcore. Yeah, sick. I thought they were just a metal band. Like, sick. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I went to shows, honestly, because I was just angry. I was very angry. I didn't care about making friends. I was that kid that would go to shows and I'd m- probably memorize every lyric of the band that was playing that day and I'd just mosh for like five bands. Yeah, I was going to say, were you like one of those big mosh dudes in the pit? Just yeah, like- well, no, I was skinny, dude. I was like, when I got into hardcore, I was like buck 70. So you lost a lot of weight somehow along the way? <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> along the way. Uh, Gained a bunch of weight back in the proper way after yeah. that, yeah. And, uh, um, so it was just, you know, I kind of made friends by default because we kept seeing each other at shows. Although, hey, I've been seeing you for like five fucking years. You want to go to In and Out with us? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, like, do you play anything? I was like, oh, yeah, I play guitar, bass, and whatnot. Oh, you want to play in our band? Yeah, sick. You know, oh, what kind of bands do you like? I like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at, at least at the time, I was like, I didn't have like, well, I only listen to heavy right, shit. Right. You know, like, it's like, no, like, I liked Chain of Strength was my favorite band, you know, and also I love Terror, mm-hmm. you know, and I love Throwdown, but I also love Inside Out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was never like how people stick to like one niche of like right. hardcore. Um, and being a punk kid, it was like, yeah, Infest, sick. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, and it was, I kind of gained friends by default. So me, I still have this mentality. Like when I go to shows, I don't care if I go alone. You know, I was never going to hang out. Right. It does happen, but I think most of my life I just went cause I was like, oh shit, so-and-so was playing. And then I'd have friends. I'd go, well, who's going? I was like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like they're playing. Like I got to be there. And they're like, oh, well. Let me know if someone else goes or I'm like, no. If something else better comes up. Yeah. You know, like, you know, just like, and I get it. Like, everybody's different. Everybody goes mm-hmm. for something. Some people went to hardcore shows to have that acceptance and that appeal right. and that, you know, that being part of like a group. And it does give you that. But for me, it was just like, I want to go fucking ape shit for 20 minutes and forget about all the shit that was happening at mm. home. Yeah. You know, I feel you. Um, and even nowadays, like, I was like, oh, what what show do I want to go to? I'm like, oh, well, I'll just go to my friend's band shows just to support because I have trouble connecting with, like, newer bands. <laughs> right. But yeah. I maybe that's just the fucking old ass in me. You know what I mean? You're on, you're on tour with a bunch of new bands now, though. Yeah. Aside from Stick to Your Guns. Well, well They've been around technically but the see, longest. That's, here's, but... that's the thing. Like, I don't have to like these bands, but I, I support them because... Hardcore is for young kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, for sure. If I can encourage a fucking 16 year old kid to pick up a microphone to like fucking 
play a guitar. I don't care if it's demo shitty. Mm-hmm. As long as he's doing something and active, to me, that was enough as a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I wrote a demo. This is sick. No <laughs> one fucking likes my band. But this is cool. And you know no what I mean? No one's going to like your band either for a while. Yeah. And, you know, and even when I did write shit that people liked, I was like, you like that shit? Yeah. That's cool. You know, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, my God. Ten kids came to our show. This is sick. Yeah. You know, um, so I try to keep myself in that, that state of mind where like, I can't be salty that I don't like metalcore. You know, it's like, yeah, that's, I have no control of this. This isn't mine to control. Mm-hmm. Like hardcore comes in like these waves and you know, one year it might be what it is now, just heavy as fuck, you know, and like kind of like this metalcore revival or it might just be a complete like revelation records revival yeah. where everybody's trying to sound like, Youth of Today or Gorilla Biscuits, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And that's fucking okay. We haven't seen that yet, but, you know, it could be again. It was kind of happening in the early 2000s. For a little bit. Yeah. For yeah. a little bit. And yeah. then it was like metalcore all the way. I feel like. Out, I feel not, like not at home. Oh, yeah. Maybe not. Not, not at I, home. I feel also, I think California is more punk in general for the most part. Yeah. yeah. So there's going to be more hardcore Even though vibes. Orange County was like yeah. king of like metalcore at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was still like. You'd go like, ah, I don't want to, I don't, uh, ah. you're going to have some, I don't really care about stuff. like girl jeans and like, <laughs> yeah, some pushback, like swoosh hair. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, let's go, let's go see Mortar Pride. Yep. You I can see that happening. Let's go see Piece by Piece Internal Affairs. Like, you know, let's go do that. <laughs> do you, um, do you get into like your depression at all with, with like your lyrical content? Is that, I mean, cause obviously you had Reaper come out this, this year and, um, with, with the possibility of new music coming out, do you think that you'll express like more about like dealing with depression in general or how, um, that, how that affected you going forward? And cause you experienced uh, it at a, at a later honestly, age. A lot too. of lyrics are very depressing. <laughs> like I, I look at all the songs we wrote and everything's just kind of like, damn, that's a bummer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's how I write. You know what I mean? I don't like, yeah, some of them are angry. But it still comes from a point of like frustration, not so much like hatred. Right. You know, um, or from a, a place of like, what was it all for? Like, why me? Why that? Why all this mess? Like, for what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, and sometimes it's stories about like, one's about my stepfather's drug addiction and like how for drugs, he left it all. Yeah. Like he left his family, his kids and all that. He lost it all. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I was just kind of like, damn, like that's, that's rough. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily know what that actually feels like. I'm not a drug addict, you know? So like, I don't suffer from that disease. Yeah. But you can also give like a pretty sober insight to it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. As much as, as as, as, your, your side. Yeah. Yeah. As much as I possibly can. Uh, but honestly, like when it comes to lyrical content these days, I think for so long, I tried to like give people enough of my the real bad shit. Yeah. Where I didn't have to expose the bad, bad shit. Like, oh cool, here's some domestic violence. <laughs> yeah. That way you don't gotta see all this real bad shit I really don't want to talk right, about. Right, right, right. Like shit I thought I would take to the grave. You know what I mean? And now I'm in a place where I'm okay to talk about those things. Where I'm okay. So are those things that you may bring out in you know, continuing rotting out? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, we're writing a record after in December. So is it out in December? Or you're writing. No, it no, December? sorry. Uh, we're recording it. Okay. So it should be out in spring. 
So spring 2020. Spring 2020, rotting out Ronin LP, Pure Noise. Yeah, so. definitely with Pure Noise, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then, you know, obviously, like, I was one of those guys who was taught that mental illness was not a thing. That you swallow your problems, you fucking keep your chin up, and you keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have Old time to cry. Yeah, yeah, you don't have time to cry. You don't have time to fucking feel sorry for yourself. And you don't have time for suicide. You know, things like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously that has changed in me where it's like, wow, I got diagnosed with so-and-so and this is now my reality. It's like, holy shit. Well, this is where I am. What am I going to do with this? You know, so yeah, I'll shed light on things that are definitely affecting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's in a good or positive way. Yeah, just because people that may have followed you from jump, you know what I mean? They yeah. also may be dealing with some weird shit like that and not have an outlet. And then obviously just like, you know, bands coming up and kids coming up these days. Yeah, yeah. The Honestly, situation. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't think anybody gave a shit about running out. <laughs> Straight up. Like, I got out of prison and I was just hanging out and working and whatnot, you know, just trying to get back back yeah. to it. You know, um, and Sound and Fury hit me up and they're like, hey, we want you guys to play. I'm like... Does anybody give a shit? Yeah. And he's like, oh, people give a shit. I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. I think you're just fucking... Like, I think being at the center of it all, you probably lose a little bit of insight onto like, you know, because you don't want to feed on your own bullshit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, no. He's like, I was like, cool, yeah, we'll play. Sick. Like, what day are we playing? So, oh, you'll play Friday, your headline. I'm like, headline? Yeah. I was like, Sound and Fury? I was like, dude get fucking real like i had to get i had to talk to several friends for them to like convince me to be like yeah and i'm just like all right if you if this goes shitty y'all I'm, all to blame all of you all yeah. your fucking fault so and you, sound and fury was one of the coolest things like you know what i mean it i i, I don't know maybe i'm naive to the way people see my band and that's possible too, because I mean, like, you obviously again don't want to be high on your own bullshit, and you don't want to like give in to your own bullshit. Yeah, so, like, no, you don't want to go around saying like, "Yeah, my band's a shit," but you also don't want to be like, "No one gives a fuck about my band." But it's probably better to think that no one gives a fuck about your band because then you're more humble about it. When I play shows, I'm prepared to do all the work because you never know what city you're going to go to, and people are just going to go, "Huh? Yeah, okay." next you know which is fine you know we're not in fucking title to any of that shit you know we're just touring because it's fucking fun you know what i mean and uh and people for some reason want us to tour yeah so do you think like the time off gave the band that much more allure i don't know some people say it's a time off some people say it's the whole prison thing some people say the time off was i mean did you guys start no you yeah, we, the time off was... We technically broke up. Before you went to prison? Yeah. Or before you went to jail? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I'm sure down down the line, people would just be like, oh, yeah, they weren't a band from this time to this time because he went to prison or... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, which, whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, but I, I, I was... I was... I was so naive to, like, what people thought of my band. I just... Ah, people were just talking shit, whatever. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, nobody cares anymore. What's new? Oh, Bands like Knock Loose, bands like, you know, like that, like, yeah, that's in. Like, yeah. We sound nothing like that band. Why would anybody give a shit about our band? You know, it's a new batch of kids. They're doing what they're doing. They do want to do what they want to do. And 
cool. They take the reins. You know, maybe we were just a time and place. You know, we we're grateful that these shows have been fucking awesome for us. You know, because we sound nothing like these bands that we're on tour. Yeah, with. I was gonna say, like, are they receptive on this particular tour? I should ask. I, yeah, they yeah, they act very receptive, and I'm. Well, stuck. you're not far off from like stick to your guns that often. I mean, like, you know what I mean? It it does have like a kind of hardcore punk vibe to it. It's a little more melodic. Everybody's hardcore, heavy metalcore. except our band. Like, <laughs> we're tuned to like East Standard. You know what I mean? So we're just like cool. Like, you know, we don't. We don't, we don't really try too hard. Right. I just try to do what I always do and just kind of like zone out and act a fool on stage. Kids give a shit. They give a shit if they don't. Yeah, let the art be art. Yeah. It's like, cool. People are like, oh, bad fucking blows. They're not heavy enough. I'm like, yeah, we're definitely not heavy enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want me to say? Standard tuning is standard tuning. What yeah. E is E, man. All right. Let's cut this because I'll give us 10 minutes till 730. And then... uh We'll wrap this up. Um, so yeah, Walter, anything else you want to like, kind of like leave off on, uh, as far as like words of wisdom, bands to check out, things you're missing in life, things you want in life, whatever you want. Um, no, I mean, we got a record coming out. That's cool. We got December 2020, uh, not December. Sorry. No, no, spring 2020 on Paranoia's a full length. It's called Ronin. Uh, and then, uh, we got a lot of touring next year, actually. So I think we officially decided we're just hitting the road. Full till, time? Yeah, till this shit falls apart again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you having it on. We appreciate you being on and having the time. That's what I meant to say. To come on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, man. 700 pounds, bro. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. <laughs>